Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to If You're Happy In and Out with me, Miles, Ricky, and Sam. And we have a guest. We have a very special guest with us today, Mr. Richard Herring. Oh, hello. Hello, Richard. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm good. Good. Does Richard need to get nearer to the mic? Yeah, Sam? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. yeah Come right in, Richard. Come right I thought we'd done these. Before. See, I, I, <laughs> I thought you were a podcast professional. Oh, do you know, first question I was going to ask, what, what year did you do your first podcast? It was um, the same year, just the same month I started going out with my wife, 2008. So I've been doing 10, 10 and a half years. Wow, that's, I mean, that, well, it must have been one of the, January, the very, very earlier ones. I would have it was, yeah, there was yeah. Ricky Gervais had one and um, Ian Boldsworth had one, Ray Peacock, he, he was doing one. But yeah, hardly anyone was doing it. Yeah, yeah. But we just kind of realised, I just wanted to get stuff out there, you know, I was just yeah. fed up of having to wait for people to make decisions, you know what I mean, and getting yeah. bumped along. And, and also everyone was, it was just around the time where everyone, the BBC were getting stupid about it being offensive and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so you just thought this will be fun and, you know, doesn't matter. And, you can and you say just, what you like. Absolutely. You just get your stuff yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah. So that was, that was no, what appealed to me. Idea. Well, yeah, what yeah. is obvious that Rich has obviously got good equipment because he just sat back in his chair there, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. he, was, he, he? He was talking from about 10 foot away, just, hi, everyone, how you doing? So he's obviously just got better equipment. Well, with us, we've got to get right up to the mics. <laughs> you know, our gosh job, this is. Yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm impressed with it. I've got. I've got some I, I, I did mine in a theatre, so I don't really see this side. Of it. Oh, you got people doing the side. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got a little clip on mic. Thing well, we use yeah. actually just handheld mic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've listened to your podcast. Yeah. Which you need to, I thought it was brilliant. I'm not Thank just you. saying it to you know thing, but it was really great. So that's been going for how long? That one's been going about. That's 2012, so six six years. Six, wow. Yeah. So uh, so we've done like nearly. I think by the end of the the coming series, there'll be 200 episodes of that. Christ. Um, oh, yeah. and, you got any tips? Um, I think you just do, you know, the thing is just have fun with it. It's, I think people worry too much about what where it's going or if it's leading yeah, somewhere. Yeah. And my real tip is just do it for the sake of it and then see what happens. If anything happens, that's great, but it should be your end game, you know, is the podcast. Well, it's obviously working. Yeah. That's what we're doing. <laughs> and we, we've got 126 followers, so we must be doing something right. <laughs> do you know what, though? We ain't really... Uh, the, the, the newspaper done something on us a little while ago. We ain't really sort of done done anything to push it out there i think it just hopefully catch like i don't know but that's the best way of doing it because if yeah. you you know keep it little and get good at doing it I yeah i know you guys are all a bit you know over older and seen a few seen a few summers <laughs> but, but especially for the younger kids you know, yeah. you're really keen when you're young to get yeah, discovered yeah. and actually you will you know get learn this is what's great about this you can learn how to do it yeah you can do hundreds and hundreds you know when we started out ricky you know if we had a radio show and that was the only way of broadcasting something. You had to get on the radio. That was sort of insane. So now you can get all the practice and not worry about it and not worry about going it all going too quickly. And that's exactly, I think, exactly. Starting off, yeah. get your core people who like you and then you get recommended and then you do get like mentioned in the paper and it might build a bit. But all the people who like you will be really into you and that's the way to that's, really make it work. Because that, that's the next question I was going to ask you. So what what year, can you remember the, the, the moment when you suddenly thought, fucking hell, they actually think I'm all right. They're actually <laughs> letting me do something radio on the television. When was the first time you I thought, I'm not... Not, I'm not a charlatan. That's well, it took me a long time. I'm not even quite sure I'm there, but, you know, like early on. <laughs> we're all, yeah, we're I all frauds, you know, aren't we? Well, you know, you sort of think, like, now, I, I remember all through the 90s, I was thinking, you know, that tomorrow someone's going to ring up and go, no, sorry, it's over, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and rightly so, really, because we were, you know, you are a bit of a chancer. You know, yeah, this whole game's a bit of a... Of course it is. We're all making it yeah. out. I, I, but so, I love that. See what I love about you <laughs> is that you've had a, you, you've got a few series under your belt and, you know, a lot of successful things. But what makes, what, sort of draws me to you is that insecurity because 
what is almost like you're one of us. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, I can't stand people who think they've got it, and they often, most of the time, people I've met who think they've got it, they they very much haven't. And it's the people who are, thinking, who are not sure about themselves. The yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's like either the, some of the really good people are ultra yeah. confident, but a lot of the really terrible people are ultra confident as well. Like the yeah. worst, yeah, like, the yeah, worst yeah, open yeah. spots <laughs> believe they're the greatest. <laughs> yeah, and the good. and the best people believe they're the greatest, but most people are somewhere in the middle. And like you know, whenever you get, I've been, you know, been, but came back to stand up in two thousand and four. And like about 2008, I went, oh, yeah, I'm getting pretty good at this. Yeah. And, but, and every six months, I go, yeah, no. Oh, now I get it. But every six months, I go, oh, no, six months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I get it. And it happens all the time. So I think once you realise that, Very you realise you're all, well, you know, you should always be improving. Even if you yeah. are amazing, you should be improving. Absolutely. And, and you sort of need that, you need, I think when you start, you need some sort of belief. That you've got to believe you want to do it at least, haven't you? Because yeah. it's yeah. really hard to get through it. And I think that, you know, there was, we were in a weird mixture in those early days because you'd sort of, half you believes you're the only people who understand how to do comedy and half you thinks, oh my God, this is, you know, this could end any moment and people are going to find me out. And I think that you've got to have that balance between those two things, but you need some confidence to be a comedian, you know, you need some belief. You need some sort of belief somewhere. You know what I was going to say to you? So first and foremost, like we've been mates for years, right? So although we don't see a lot of each other, when we see each other, it's nice. I saw you a little while ago in Hitchin, didn't I? Ask you a little while after, ask you to come on here. Do you know what this podcast is about? <laughs> no, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> yeah, which is brilliant. Which is brilliant. So I'll tell you what. what <laughs> I'll what tell you anything for Ricky. I'll tell you what. We have to murder a prostitute. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, I didn't realise. Take a bite off of her liver. Uh, no, no. So, take a guess. Take a ra- be- bear in mind, Ricky. Take a random guess what you might. Just go on. Um, you have two you guesses what you think it might be about. Um, Give them the title. Do you know what the title of it is? And, uh, something you just, you just said. If you're happy and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, though, isn't it? Yeah, just, That's, That's great. clueless. That's great. Go clueless. Um, is it about. We currently the... had a question about your hard drive, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, is on. it about being happy and yeah. wearing it? <laughs> yeah, all sort of. Well, so what it is, I suffer from depression. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He suffers from depression. He suffers from depression. This is where you say the yeah, Do you, do you suffer go, from depression? I, you know, sometimes, yeah. I yeah. think, again, you know, every, I think, again, as a performer, yeah. you do you go through real lows, you know, yes. Yeah, so. so that's why I expected you to yeah. say, that's why I was over you, so otherwise it be, could be an early night. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, what you know? What what it is is about living with depression and the ups and downs and all the stuff that goes on in our nut. And you know, obviously, with what we do for a living, yeah, it's it's the last thing people f- think is going on. Sure. And so we're sort of out there, sort of sharing a bit about us and what goes on in our nut. And I just want to start the ball rolling with this. So I read somewhere years like we've known each other for years. What I started with that you said something like. You know, even though Ricky was from where he was from and I was where I'm from, yeah. we sort of got on and he never took the piss out of me. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. Like, you you <laughs> expecting me to take, not expecting me, thought I might take the piss out of you for being clever, yeah. if you like, for yeah. being, you know. Well, for going being to, maybe going to Oxford, Oxford, Oxford and, you know. and all of that stuff. And that, really, I was thinking the op- opposite. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking, oh, he, f- he thinks I'm thick as shit, which I am. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'm going to roll my head. Academically, I'm, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I stared out the window. I was in the remedial class all the way through. I'm not going to make it any different. But all of that doesn't matter. No. And there'll be a part of you that wants a little bit of what I've got. Yeah. And a part of me wants a little bit of what you've got. <laughs> yeah. But it just shows you 
what goes on in our head and these scenarios we make up and in reality what's really happening. Because yeah. I thought, uh, they're really nice geezers. Yeah. You know, I've really got on and, and the same. You sort of give me a chance early on, fist the fun. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, you and Stuart, who sort of total opposites of me. Yeah. And we sort of really hit it off. So I, I wonder how much of all of this is all sort of self-created. All, all of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. But yeah, nice but, 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 because, but because it is self-created, but because it's there, it becomes almost a tangible real thing. Yeah, so absolutely. So, that, you know, and I, I had a really difficult time with stand-up early on, which is why I didn't really do stand-up. I did it for a bit and then I gave it up because I'd done the Oxford Review in Edinburgh in the, in the late 80s. Yeah. And it was just at the time where stand-up was really in the predominance, but also all the stand-ups hated Oxbridge, you know, and, and blamed us for... Mm. Uh, blamed the you know the idea of Oxbridge, but also us personally, you know. So I, I had gigs at the Guild of Bloom where all the stand-ups had turned up and booked the Oxford Review. We didn't know what we were going into, and we just got heckled and oh, treated. Really? Yeah. So it was really difficult for me to come from that world into stand-up and think, God, all these guys just have taken. You know, that was a real as a 19, 20 year old That was a really horrible thing to have to go yeah. through. You know, oh. Keith Allen came to one of our shows and moved all the crash mats around and shouted us, yeah. and punched, <laughs> punched the theatre manager, and then fucked off, and then, and then reviewed us on the telly, said we were shit, and then got us in the next week to defend ourselves, and then just bullied me on air. You know, so yeah. So it was really. He's my mate, Keith. Isn't he? I'll, yeah. I'll have a little word. With <laughs> he knows all about it. I'll have a little word. With I talk about it a lot, but you know, but it was a very as a, at that yeah. stage we're thinking, oh, I want to be a comedian. I love all this stand up stuff and. I love all these guys for them to turn on you that you know, visibly was very difficult to cope with so i had a real chip reversal you know was worried about that about being taken seriously by stand-ups as well as anyone else what i love about stand-up now is exactly that is that comedians they're kind of like dogs really you know we, whatever whatever you look like you recognize each other and yeah. and when you meet up with it, ed Byrne was talking to me about this when you know i hadn't seen ed for five years you just yeah. he comes and sits down in the dressing room and you pick up from where you were where and, you was yeah, all and you years go, ago and you just go bang we're off you know and yeah. you get each other and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah. what the background is all comedians are clever you know yeah. nearly nearly all of them are clever because you can't do this job if you're not sharp you know yeah it's not o levels and, and gcses it's it's in it's up here so and and you get each other you know and now 20 years on i get that but yeah i was very insecure about it and you you know you do worry and i you know because i was i was like a lower middle class boy my grandparents were working class i you know my i'd managed to get to Oxford university like through doing well at my exams but you get judged as being public school yeah. posh and you've got and you know all, yeah. you, all, all your life you sort of find yeah. that so yeah absolutely everyone's got these uh, presumptions about them that you can choose to ignore, you can choose to push on, but then it, none of it matters, you know. None of, in the, in the it, end of it, none of it matters. And in comedy, none of it matters. I can't go on and go, here's my degree from Oxford University, yeah. now laugh at me. You can't go on and go, no. you have to find me funny because I'm, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, that. It's, it's, it's all what's going on in here. Yeah. Even when I when I listen to your podcast, I listen to it because someone said, have you have, have you heard Richard's podcast? It's, it's brilliant. It's really good. So it, it'll be one of us. I can't remember who it was. It'd probably be another comedian or something. And, I, and, and I'm going to be absolutely honest. I thought, oh, I, I ain't going to really, ain't going to be really me. I'm going to be using all them long words. I ain't really going to, <laughs> I, I, you know what I mean? I ain't going to be. And it was the total opposite. They was using all them long words, actually. <laughs> I think I listened to a few of them on the spin, but uh, I think the first one I listened to, they were, but I did get it all and I did really enjoy it. And it's, it's, it's these little barriers that we make up yeah, in our absolutely. head. And it's often what's going on in your head or with my head is the total opposite. Yeah. He hates me because he thinks I'm posh. He thinks I've got, you know, come from what you said, come yeah. from money, comes from... I ain't thinking none of that. 
Do you know what I mean? No. I'm, I'm, I'm probably too worried about my own shit. I'm probably think, oh, he thinks I'm like, you know. Well, it's, fake, it's but... such an insecure, you know, like we were all both starting out at that yeah. point and, you know, yeah. you're thinking, oh God, am I good enough to be in this thing? Yeah. You know, they've given us a TV show, we're in this TV yeah, show, yeah. do we deserve to be here? Mm. So you've got all these neuroses going on and all this worry going on and, yeah, of course, everyone's, as you realise, nearly everyone, not everyone, because some people are pricks and some people don't care about anyone else, yeah. but most people care about each other, you know, care about... Looking like they're a nice person, even though they're not a nice person. So it's very true. You know, it's... well, I, you know, and I can't believe I'm sitting here with with you. I mean, I I, I loved your shows for years and years. I've seen you stand up several times, and it's like here we are in my mate's lounge. <laughs> it's very I can't odd. believe I'm here. I've no, no. So the one I mean, one but it's you don't too frightened. Say no, were you? Tell the truth. Uh, yeah, but it must have been harder for you two getting into the industry when you did because so Mark and I and Sam got into it because we we had a Twitter character called Auntie Vi and we had a few big we had Armando and Itchy followed us and Simon Blackwell and Emma Freud and Caitlin Moran blah 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 and they said you should do something with it and we yeah. sent the script off to Positive and that didn't work out and then we made our own film Sam filmed it edited it Great. directed it and we made this film called Flavors Armando and Itchy retweeted said this is brilliant Phil Clark called us into Channel Four developed stuff blah blah it went from there so yeah, it's like. Okay. So we went in because how powerful the internet is at sharing stuff. Yeah, well, you know? that's, that's... But you didn't have that. We didn't have it. No. it was, you know, but also there wasn't as much competition. No, a, so, absolutely so right. Yeah, when, yeah. The, in a way, in the time we came into it, we were prepared to... I mean, as I was with, with the internet as well, but you were prepared to just go, let's see how this goes. We're not, we're not in... No one was in it to think, I'm going to no. become a millionaire. No one... Michael McIntyre no, didn't no. exist. Newman and Badil hadn't got done Wembley. You know, no. it, wasn't, it wasn't like a way of making money. It was just... Everyone else was getting. I came out of college. Everyone else was getting proper jobs, and I went. Let's do five years of this and see how we go. You know, let's see if we can make it work as a because because I wanted to do the job. But yeah, so you had to. There's always been stand up, and you could always get up and do stand up. And it was easier to do stand up probably in the late eighties, early nineties because there was less people doing it. So, um, I mean, it meant if you were, didn't do well, you people would know yeah. pretty quick. But as if you were okay, then then <laughs> I, wish, I was going to just going to pick up that I. About six months ago, I remembered about Newman and Badil in Wembley. I remember watching and thinking, fuck, this actually happened, didn't it? <laughs> they filled out Wembley Arena. I, that was, what, 92, 93? Uh, yeah, it might have been a bit later than that. I think, yeah, 92, 93, yeah. Just, they didn't quite fill it out, I have to but say. But you know they, what I mean? They, they were big enough to think, were, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they were right. huge. That was, again, they were, they were yeah. massive. What's people? Newman and Badil got so, to do with it? I know what you're just saying about... Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's not... He, who do you think that is? What do you think? He, who do you no, think No, I'm just saying, Newman. you can't believe it. Look, you think he's Newman, oh, don't you? shut up. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it just <laughs> so, but it does feel. But you know weird. that was that, that you know it did comedy sort of exploded and there weren't that many people. And if you yeah, went yeah. to Edinburgh in the early nineties, you know your show would get seen and might get reviewed and you you know or there was only probably eight or ninety shows. You know, so you had yeah. a, you could go to Edinburgh and you had a you lose a couple of grand, but you had a chance of getting some work out of it, like yeah. a good chance of getting some work out of it. Whereas now, you know, it's thousands of shows and it's it, that's better in a way. And I and I think on the, in the long run, all these things are better. You know, you take longer to get through. You have to really be committed and want to get through. But yeah, there's it's, there's this democracy to it now that if you go on Twitter or if you go on YouTube or you do a podcast and people like it, there's nobody there saying, oh, no, you can't have another series. You do this as long as you want to do yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. you're not at the whim of some guy. You know, no. there's so much politics in deciding who gets in and who gets out. I mean, with me and Stu... 
we we got on the TV and then someone took over who didn't like us and we were off the TV and then someone came in who liked us and we got another series and then someone came in who hated us and we didn't get on TV for you know right. yeah. for years because she stayed for ages so it was all of that politics of of who was in charge who liked you right. and, it's still, and yeah. that still happens still, you know. <laughs> will you ever do anything with Stuart Lee again I don't think so no no, no. no. it was no. you know we, was, we, de- we spent a lot of time together yeah. but also I don't, there's no point in going back to it I don't think yeah. and, and also you know yeah. if you were him you wouldn't go I'm going to go back on the road with someone he's doing well enough you wouldn't say let's split the money with someone else well, you, you know? well, right, well, yeah. you, but I don't you, I wouldn't you want never, to. never say never because I thought you was, you know you was good together as yeah, well yeah it really did work together and you yeah. know I think a lot of what we did together was like it's complemented each other somehow with that we have very similar sense of humour yeah but it was different we were different you used to point. make each other laugh a lot yeah I, mean, we did, I, re- yeah. I remember yeah. I remember working one of my first jobs ever was on your fist of fun yeah stuff and I think I've done the I remember being really nervous because of my dyslexia, thinking, oh, I'm not going to be able to do the lines, and they're all really clever, and they're going to think I'm oh, stupid. No. And I told you to, and you went, I think you said something along the lines of, Rick, we, we ain't got you for the words. We got you because you're what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> and, I went, and I thought, he took the pressure right off. Yeah. And I, I thought, oh, that's Andy. And, I, and then I think the next thing I'd done for you, it was the, the A to Z of violence I'd done for you. Right. I'd done an A to Z of violence, and yeah. accidentally hit the geezer and knocked him out. <laughs> And they got a, got an ambulance. Do you, do you remember any of this? No, no, that's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, well, yeah, but I'm delighted. It's so good to see, you know, again, you and I've been following your career and seeing how things are going for you. Yeah, and, you know, lucky, it's from yeah. that from that start and then be acting in all these amazing things you're acting in. It's just great. You know, it's Thank fantastic. You, yeah. you know, Thank you're, you. you're a really brilliant actor. You're Thanks, fantastic man. in that He's a brilliant Brent performer, Ricky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, well, know. you know, he's a great stand up, but then some, some stand ups can do acting and some can't do acting. Yeah. So, but you're like a really full on proper. But what Ricky He's great at is is improv. So he teamed yeah. us up with our company because a lot of yeah. the stuff we shoot is is through improv and improvisation. And, yeah, I suppose and that's what Rick is brilliant at. You you love the idea of not being sort of tethered to a script and. Would you know pro- what it is that what often your weakness is, Miles? Yeah, is to your, well, mine is personally. Your well, no, your strength isn't it? So you know, <laughs> I'm I, list them out. You got you know because of my dyslexia, then my my strength is improvisation. Yeah, and but you know you can do both. You're you're one of these people who can do lines. Well, I have to do. I'm saying now I have to do lines. I've been mm. on things where you. You've got to be rigid on your lines. Yeah, yeah. So you have to you have to find a way of coping with it. But all these sort of insecurities, we somehow get through. It is a question for all of us sitting around this table. All them times of us feeling absolutely terrible <laughs> and feeling like we're a fraud and feeling like we're you know we're going to be found out and we can't cope with it and we don't want to do it no more. We don't even want to be in now. All them all of them thoughts we've been through. If we wouldn't have had them faults and gone through all that stress, which I'm sure has taken its toll on us in some way or another along the way, if we if we would have just thought, oh, all right, go out there and just enjoy it and do what we do, if it works out, it does, it does, it wouldn't have made a blind bit of difference, would it? <laughs> it wouldn't have made a blind bit of difference, or would it? I don't know. It's hard Coming to know, right? It's like, well, yeah, but like less so now, but like 10, 15 years ago, Every, you know, certainly every Edinburgh Fringe, there'd be at least a week in the middle where I was serious thinking, right, I'm giving up, I've had That's enough. It. It's not going to, you know, it's too depressing, it's too upsetting, there's too much pressure. But I think, you know, you to get, if you didn't have that to get through, then I'm, I'm not sure 
you would be, you know, I think you, you having those setbacks, having the, you know, like, so for me, I was very lucky, very quickly, me and Stu did, we worked really hard, but we got on TV within five years, six years, which is insane. That was quick. Uh, you know, and then we, quick, and it's too, we, we it was, were less than It that. was too quick. We know? were less than yeah. that. It was quick. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's sort of too quick, it's too quick. But then, but then also we were on TV and it was going all right and it's suddenly like it was going to go really well and then suddenly it stopped, right? And then yeah. you have to cope. With that, and you with see that, that and, that, and now when you see reality TV people, and this is happening a lot with a lot of celebrity people who are kind of getting depressed or worse, and you know, uh, can't cope with the come down. So that's the thing. It's, it's, yeah. it's you sort of have to have the setbacks and be able to get through the setbacks. I think to grow as a performer and writer, I, I think. Have you I ever th- tried to top yourself? No, but oh, you're no good at us. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I've certainly had those thoughts. You yeah, know, and yeah. I've, I've been depressed enough to feel like that, and they've been, you know, and I think. Things like not looking after myself, you know, not caring if I'm gonna live or die, you know, and and mm. that's quite think, sad. you know, and oh, thinking, that's horrible, yeah. and thinking, you know, thinking it would this, you know, and there were, there were there, I did a few shows. Three of my stand-up shows were sort of about trying to get through those depressive episodes, you know. What what can we talk about a bit? You're right to delve yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what is the worst sort of time in your life you sort of when you was going through that stuff? Um, it's just really hard to pick pick out like one thing. I think you know just. Times when you're like single, I think weirdly when I um probably the the weirdest time was uh, after we'd done Lee and Herring, I, I wrote for Al Murray for a couple of years on Time Gentleman Please, and uh, made quite a lot of money because it was thirty five episodes and we we sort of co owned the idea and we got paid yeah. and I wrote loads of them really quickly right. so we got paid like a big chunk of money for the first time in my life I had money and I bought a house. Uh, and I was maybe moving in with someone, and then we broke up. And then I was living in this quite big house on my own, <laughs> yeah. um, and sort of just doing writing, but not getting it. Real, real writer's block. It's when I sort of started my my blog around the time, because I was really couldn't get into writing. Was sort of thinking, what's the point? I've worked really hard for ten years on all this stuff, and yeah, sure, I've made some bit of money, but no one knows anything about anything. <laughs> no one cares, and I'm single, and I'm, I was, I was, you know, I didn't have the confidence to go out and meet even ring my friends or meet people, you know. Um, and so that was probably, like, where I was lowest overall. Um, and I did a show called The Twelve Tasks of Hercules Terrace, which was when I did sort of 12 sort of modern-day Herculean feats. But as I was doing, you know, I was sort of slightly crazy through all that whole period. And doing the 12 things, they were kind of strange things, made me a bit crazier. But that show is quite interesting because by the end of it, I kind of come out of it and I've done all this nutty stuff. So it was like, and, it's like but, a 12 steps. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, sort of, your it, own it sort 12 of is. Step program and, sort of and, I, and I finished it and I got through it and suddenly I kind of... I did this weird thing where I was playing this number plate game from when I was a kid where you have to spot um, number plates from 1 to 999 in numerical <laughs> order, okay? okay? And I remember as a kid trying to do it. It's impossible because, you know, yeah. you, you've got to see 1, then you've got to see you 2. you got into my nut now. Three. What have you done and to so, me? And so it's the, the furthest you got? Uh, well, well, I did it in 12. the end. I did it for this show. <laughs> but I got to about, as a kid, I got to about, to, did about two years and got to about 50. You know, it's really yeah. difficult. You'd be looking at all the journeys. And I've got that kind of personality, that kind of slightly obsessive personality. And I, you know, yeah. I've written a blog every day for 60 years you know I, I get into something and so I decided as an adult that it was such an unfair game that I was going to do it and I was going to finish it and but, but then I sort of started describing all these superstitions to it and sort of what you started believing there was God's controlling when the numbers would come yeah. if you were if you and suddenly you know four numbers you'd need would come in a row when you'd done something good and you yeah. wouldn't see something for weeks uh, on another time but I got to the end of it and I kind of 
I generally thought, I'm, you know, when I see that last number, is it going to be, what's going to happen? You know, is it going to be, am I going to get some epiphany? Or the, <laughs> How's it going to be? Is it going to be weird? Or is it, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so I finished it, but like almost by finishing, nothing happened, you know, obviously yeah. it was a st- stupid thing to do, but almost by realising that it, it what, somehow by having done it and done all those 12 things and got through that show, I was in a position to kind of move on. And, I, and, and it was a show where I took on lots of challenges. I, I was very shy about, you know, doing, you know, like socially, um, and you know, and trying stuff that was out of my comfort zone. And this show was all about jumping out of planes and doing stuff that I would never mm-hmm. do. I dated fifty women in fifty days, yeah. which was like a really hard thing to organise and do, and got pissed for two months. <laughs> uh, and uh, but you know, the whole thing gave me, and it wasn't by any means my best show. In fact, at the t- in Edinburgh, it was probably my least successful yeah. show. Well, because it was too much stuff for for an hour. Once I got on tour. When I, I was going to say that this needs yeah, a couple of hours. Yeah, and when I got, yeah. and actually when I, I did them all, all the shows again yeah. a couple of years ago, and that one was my favourite one because it's got this, you know, it's this journey. Right. You can see that I'm suffering. I'm really unhappy. I'm struggling yeah. with all this stuff that's gone on, and then somehow by going through all this, you get this positivity coming out of it. So I think that's the, you know, that was that was sort of the low point where I was sort of sitting in this house. Right, I was writing a book about. I was writing a book based on talking cocks. I was writing about cocks, researching cocks. <laughs> it's not, you know, I'm interested in my own. I'm not really interested. Yeah, in this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, I, then I was writing a film for Glenn Wool about the. Yeah, time. Glenn, Glenn, yeah. Glenn did this brilliant routine about getting a sexually transmitted disease and yeah. didn't know what it was and having have his penis stitched up. Yeah. And he, and he wasn't allowed to wank, but then he did wank and he burst his stitches. So that was the routine. But he wanted to write a film about this. But then I got the same, like something almost the same as that he'd had and went through yeah. all the same experiences. Yeah, so it was like a really weird, weird kind of synchronicity. But also I was sitting in an attic trying to write about a film about Cox and a book about Cox and doing a show about Cox. And yeah. was, it was driving me Insane. Of your nut, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was sitting at home and not going out and performing. And I think I did that show. A, it got me out of the house. It got me doing stuff. It got me meeting people. I met a lot of women, for example, yeah. for that particular uh, particular part of it. Uh, but it also made me confident go, well, it, made, it was the thing that made me go, I'm going to get back into stand-up. Because okay. I, I was thinking, why have I not doing stand-up? I'd got this block about it. I didn't want to do it. And all the what we were just talking about, I, you know, I, I felt like, oh, it's not for me. I'm a... I've got to perform with other people. I've got, you know, I've got to be in a double act or do sketches. And so I thought, well, no, I've done all this stuff, so I can do it. I'll get back into stand-up. So it was an amazing... It, that's for me. That's why I was depressed and I was down and so you're, out. You're, and I, and I, I ran the mouth. I ran the... I, the first thing was... One of the things I was doing was running the mouth and there was generally part of me thinking, well, if I die, you're running the marathon, then... Don't care. Yeah, so like, at least yeah. I've died, you know. At you, least well, you did I, the I, London like, Marathon? Yeah. Amazing. So, what was your time? Uh, four hours, 17. That's, that's, that's yeah. good. That's bloody good. That's but, I, good. but I would... Uh, the last time I ran a half marathon, I did it in like one four. Seven or something like that. So I think if I very impressed, but now I'm I'm fucked again. I've always <laughs> I've always wanted to hide in the phone box and just sprint. Like, no, go past. Go so, past all the so during runners. that time, you didn't uh, have any counsel, you weren't any meds or anything. Like no. that. You just you just sort of came out the other side and yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I would say I've come out the other side, but every now and again, you know, I'd certainly have like a dip. Yeah. yeah. There's demons, yeah. you know, and I have that old thing every now and again where I just wake up in the middle of the night and you're just in this sort of a nameless it's dread and you don't yeah. even know what it is. Oh, the and you, the only way I, I can yeah, get yeah. through it is thinking I know that I've been through this and tomorrow it I'll will be fine. It, it will go away. It, will yeah. pass. it always does. Yeah. It always but it's, passes. But it's, but yeah. it's such a horrible thing. It's yeah. such a horrible thing to go through. And I've had a couple of those recently again. You know, it's just tiredness and whatever. And it, know, it, yeah. it, it, it does. It can be anything, can't it? Yeah. It can be the slightest thing. It can be the biggest thing. We can take you there. Two really interesting things that I really hooked onto what you were just talking about. I noticed the, I'm going to use, use the word ill, the iller I get, the more my OCD kicks in. Yeah. 
big time. That's how yeah. I know when I'm in a mm. state. With yeah. The OCD <laughs> stuff. And I was getting better with it. And I, and I thought, oh, I, I, I've, I'm past that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm noticed I'm doing the spinning round again. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, and what we do, changing hands and not, touch this side, that side, and all of that. And I think that is a really good that is a really good sort of little indicator for someone. But what else I really like what you said is that when your back's against the wall and you feel there's no way out, yeah, it's often the very thing that's right in front of you that can get you out of it. Yeah, and it was your show. Yeah. So that show, instead of that show, which you look look at it from the outside, you go, oh, he's got to do a show. Yeah, that's a nightmare. But what he was able, <laughs> but what you was able to do, yeah. is turn that show into something that's going to solve the, yeah, solve the problem, of, get you through it. Was, it was sort of accidental, and there were times during accidental, it all, you yeah. Know, but there were times during it where literally, you know, it was one of the things I had to. I was playing my, ne- I never, I've never beaten my fifteen-year-old nephew at tennis. And I was trying, to, <laughs> I was trying to beat him tennis. I had yeah. lessons. I got really good. And I nearly beat him, and then he did. He beat me, <laughs> and I, you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So unimportant, but because you know everything seems so important it's as I was magnified. Doing it. And it? I, I was driving away from that, time, <laughs> crying. Thinking, oh, you know, yeah, it's like the end of the world. Yeah, yeah, and so, uh, so yeah, so in a way, you got to hit that low to kind of build oh, yourself come, back up. Again. Yeah, I mean, I'm, but, mine is cleaning. If, if yeah. I get really down, I start worrying about cleaning clutter because yeah. my head's so cluttered up. So I know, for example, our kitchen floor. It's normally quite clean. I don't really notice it. But yeah, when it's I get spotless, spotless. <laughs> but when I get when I get really really down, yeah, I start cleaning it, and then I get the bicarb. Right. Soda and the toothbrush out, and start yeah. doing the grout lines. Yeah. And I, when I'm doing, yeah. Jill says, You're "Why right. does he stink round it?" Which I start getting, I start getting, I start getting obsessed with little, yeah. little stuff Next like that. Time, where come, it just doesn't come, fucking matter. Come round yeah. our house, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it's on you, I was going to say, when it's on you, back it and I do. We're <laughs> on you right. <laughs> but, but I yeah, just get obsessive just, about stupid yeah, yeah. little things. But, you know, you know, I, think, rather than... I think that's why comedy, comedians are get. I think you have to have that obsession as a, a comedian. A to be want to do the job, but B, I think it's about noticing the world in a slightly unusual way, isn't it? It's about yeah. it's yeah. about something happening and you spotting what's funny about it, I think, and, and what's different about it from your perspective as well. Yeah. And so you've got to have, I think that, you know, I've always had those, I mean, it's not OCD what I've got by any means, but no. I've always had those little sessions na- and those obsessions. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we call it um, obsessions. Yeah. And whatever. then I think, but then it is, it's about, that's that's sort of where the brain's going as a comedian. You know, if you could do it, if you, did, if you were a comedian all the time, if you were thinking yeah. or if you were on all the time, it would, you would be sort of, You'd be in trouble. You'd be in yeah. a lot of trouble. Funny but, you should say that. I was yeah. with Tim Vine the other day. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> <laughs> who can't, who properly can't switch off. Yeah. So, you know, there, there are people who sort of, I don't know if he suffers from it, having said that. So, so Rich, have you have you always suffered from it, would you say? Um, I don't know. It's sort of a weird thing. I think I think that depression from being lonely and, and being a bit socially awkward, I think it went right through my 20s and 30s, you know, and and... So once I got a bit more over that, or didn't, you know, and now I don't care. Yeah. Now I'm really delighted if I'm sitting in the house on my <laughs> was you but, bu- but, Was you bullied? Let me ask you that question. I mean, was it you was bullied? a little bit, but not, but it was so like, I did another show about my, my dad was my headmaster at the school I was at. Okay. Okay? So that was a strange experience, but it was, Very but, strange. but I'm, in that show, I looked back at it all and really thought about it. And again, surprised myself because I realized all the things that I am, you know, sort of sex obsessed, comedy obsessed, yeah. idiot. <laughs> was was all there before I was at that school? You know, yeah, as a four yeah. year old, I was I was I was this. Yeah, and none and my dad. Everyone liked my dad, and you know, when I talk to people now, they go, oh, "How's your dad?" And you kind of realise, God, if people didn't like me at school, it wasn't because of my dad. <laughs> You know, and that was the realization, and also the realization that what the fuck was it like for him? I, yeah. Until I did that show, I never thought 
what was it like having your son at the school you were the headmaster of? It's yeah. much more difficult that way around because you've got to not give any, you know, you can't be preferential, but you, you've got yeah. also you've got to also show that everyone else that you know. So in anything, you've got to be a little bit unpreferential the other yeah, direction, yeah. and it must be very difficult tightrope yeah. for him to have walked. So yeah, you know, I'd love to blame uh, my my dad for all for that, but I, I think it, I, I wasn't like full on bullied, and I could cope with it, and I had friends. I think I don't know. I sort of felt like I. I it did all that cliquey stuff bother me. Um, you know, I think I was, I left it late to get in. I had a, I had a girlfriend at school, but it was, she was a bit younger and it was a very innocent kind of relationship. So I didn't get into having sex until I was nearly 20, you know, so, yeah. but I was really obsessed with it. But, yeah. I also, but I also really thought I wanted to be meet one woman in my whole life because that's what my parents had done. You know, my parents have been so, together since they were 13. Yeah. So I think all those things sort of screw you up a little bit. And I think obviously something within me was actually, I want to go the other way, which is what I did for well, uh, the, a good period of time. So it's, you know, it's, it, I, I, I don't, even if you are bullied at school, I don't think that's necessarily no, the, exactly that. The, but the, the reason. Re- reason I asked that is because Miles suffered, for, for, got, had a lot of bullying yeah. when he was younger, yeah. and then when you said about being in Edinburgh, yeah. and it felt quite bullish, you yeah. know, everyone sort of being well, against I think the Oxbridge. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think I th- that was the moment that was, you know, that that's the moment that took me longer to get over to than get any, over yeah, because than the, because I the reason I asked that about was you bullied like at school and all that is because. Is it sometimes we attract stuff? Yeah, we we attract stuff that we know makes us feel shit. Even yeah. even, even oh yeah, I, I, I'm sure when you yeah. feel low, you, you're actively seeking for it. You've got yeah. like your radar on, trying to seek seek for stuff to sort of. So yeah, yeah, I was right. I was right. I knew I was thinking that. So therefore, I'm spotting these looks. You think people are talking about you? Think you know? Yeah, and a lot of it. Get... A lot of it. You are. You know, and by no means all of it. And I'm not. But but no. a lot of it's self created. A lot of it is. You know, I'm. I've been in a relationship with this person I didn't like, and I'll seek out that relationship. But you know, I'll have yeah. the same relationship again. Yeah. It took me a long time to realise. I think, but you know, in personal and sexual relationships, I didn't have to be uh, bullied or put upon. You know, but yeah. but you, but also I think. You don't. I think understanding when you've been a bully yourself as well, right? Because there's always that there's yeah. a pecking order, and and I always, you know, I've I've said I've always said I think everyone's bullied and a bully, and you don't remember. You don't. I've probably done it myself. You don't yeah, necessarily sure remember the times when you, when you've bullied other people because you don't see it as bully. You think, oh, I was taking the piss out of that person. Was yeah. We and you don't realize how, how hurt you don't know how done they've it. gone yeah, home absolutely. at night. What they felt. felt. What yeah. they yeah. yeah. felt like. Yeah. I was a bully's bully, and then it was only that I realized because I had a bully indoors. It was being really bullish to me that I I sort of went out there and I was very violent and I was sort of I was trying to attract a bully so that I could attack yeah. them. But then I realised after a while, well, all I'm doing is what they're, yeah. they're doing, but just to someone who can have a fight or yeah, yeah. someone who's a big lump or whatever. Yeah. So but, I mean, you're all you're all carrying around this stuff, and a lot of you know, some of it's as a kid is put onto you through religion or through you yeah. know or what people are telling the way you have to behave. I think again, when you become a parent, you sort of realise how you know how much of the stuff you tell your kids is just to keep yeah. them safe. Yeah. But as a kid, you take it really seriously. Absolutely. Think, oh, you know, yeah, and yeah. you think it's a law, and you think it's and, and most then you an adult, and mostly you get over it. But a lot, of, a lot of those things, a lot of those things that hang over you, your beliefs, the yeah. way you have to behave, they come from the way you treat as a kid. No, I, and you know, yeah, and, and, and you have right. to unlearn them, or you have to rise above it. You know, you have to walk. Yeah. I think as as a comedian, that's why I find comedy useful for this. Is it's almost like you're stepping away from yourself. I'm a writer and I'm a performer, and if I'm writing, you know, it's not me. Even though I'm writing for me, I'm, I'm stepping away from myself in order to write about myself. Yeah, and I think that's most of us don't take a step back. Most of us see ourselves as the centre of our story of the story that is yeah. the film of our lives. But we're just a part in everyone else. You know, we're, yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. that important. Yeah. No, and not everything that happens to you is 
you know, bad things that happen to you, it's not always someone going, I'm going to be evil and going to get that guy. Just something happens and the knock-on effect is that you have a shit time out of it. But, you know, mostly I don't think people are trying to... Fuck yeah. you up, you know. I think well, they, they, they just do by accident. Some people, true. some people are. Some people, yeah, are, some, some people, some people are. are pricks, and some people love getting yeah. off on that. But then they're doing yeah. that for some other reason, aren't they? There must be. Yeah. Well, they're, 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 yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, we, we've said that you know people say things to you and they don't realise that it's hurt you yeah. or upset you, and they've probably just forgotten about it in a snap. But that will hang on you for days, weeks, yeah, yeah. months, years. And it was um, the things that happened to me as a kid. Things that were said were probably said in total. Well, not innocence, but you know. Said in not meant as the dramatic effect it did happen. It's effect like this whole cycling proficiency thing was just my worst. It's right. haunting me. But I, I did bring this up before. <laughs> right. So for, uh, last year at junior school, the whole of the fourth year had a cycling proficiency test, and um, we did it up on the the playground. And then there was a theory test after. Yeah. And uh, I think about a week or so later, we're all sitting in the assembly hall, and Mr. Jones, the then headmaster, came and said, uh, blah, 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 "Blah blah." And he said, uh, "And just to say, uh, scientific proficiency test. So sorry, the badges haven't come in yet and the certificates. But just to say that everyone passed apart from Miles Chapman in front of the whole fucking school. I mean, he's been to Oxford. Do you think he's I interested mean, in that? <laughs> <laughs> how? How? I mean, even as an eleven-year-old, I thought you can't. Yeah. Well, you know, That's how such... can someone in that situation? How can someone in that position not know that that? Unless you were a real horrible little prick, and he thought. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> the little shit. Yeah, um, I mean, but I, and that, that, yeah, and so that for for the most of my life has told me that I'm not as good as everyone else. Yeah. Not just as those people, but cycling, on the odd though, one out. Cycling. <laughs> I'm still shit. You got really still, good at cycling. I have a theory of cycling. <laughs> I've still got stabilizers. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I just don't. Yeah, genuinely, that is. That yeah, is, yeah, but that's you know, but it's but it, an innocent comment, but yeah, yeah, you know, but it sticks with you. But then oh. again, with some distance and stepping back from yourself, yeah. you go. Uh, you know that was an awful yeah. thing, and that guy is definitely the wrong. But that was not that as important as no. You've made it, you know. Yeah. So that's that, I think is the, the ability to have a step back, and you know, as I guess as a comedian, if you're a self-deprecating comedian or a kind of a comedian, yeah. some comedians are trying to make themselves look yeah. really big yeah, balls, and exactly. some comedians, some comedians are going, yeah. I like to do stuff. Go, here's all the ways I've fucked up, yeah. so that you think, yeah, oh yeah. god, it's not just me. Yeah. Most people don't want to talk about it. When no. I did Talking Cock, which was all yeah. you know, male versus vagina monologues, all about all things that go wrong and you know, funny stuff, but it was quite serious as well so many times a guy like you would walk up to me after and go oh I've left my fag somewhere in the I thought that was only me that uh, this, you know, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, it, you know yeah, and he yeah. would never have talked about no. it he would never yeah. and it would have been inside him he'd never ever talked about it but to yeah. just be able to laugh at the situation that's go, therapy oh, isn't yeah, it yeah. And that's it absolutely it, is but that's yeah. what a lot of therapy is is understanding yeah. you're not on your own anything you do really anything that's what the internet I think shows you again yeah. Yeah. When in the 1980s if you had some sexual kink you'd thought oh fuck yeah. oh, oh now, now I was you, just now you put it in the Google oh okay it's not, it's, it's not, it's not, actually it's quite it's, common it's, 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 <laughs> hey I can find someone else who's into that and be it's not the, something to worry about the only, yeah. only problem is if you put it in there's only seven of you in the world the other six have been locked up. <laughs> They're all in prison. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the other six have been executed. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but yeah, no, I know. Yeah, the internet, and I've, I've put in sort of weird thoughts and stuff, and I, I have the most bizarre thoughts and yeah. stories running through my head. And thank God, you know, I find I'm not the only one. But yeah. you know, and it's it's a relief, blessed relief. Like, but you that's say, I like, think that's what comedy is. You know, like yeah. with with the kids when I did the show about having a daughter, that was the thing I talked about. That again, I thought was just me. Where you have these 
awful thoughts about what you what you know you, you're going to throw your kid on a fire or throw them off a bid bridge or something yeah, you know, yeah. or snap their head off yeah. and you think what god what you know where did that come into? Was that? and then yeah. you find out that's just the thing that everyone pretty much everyone thoughts. thinks in order yeah. to stop I, you know to stop yourself doing it you know not i don't know why your brain has to go through something because they're pretty obvious that you know, I don't, I don't <laughs> but it's like the, it's the worst thing in the you know you're yeah, the thing you love the most for you and you're thinking oh, the worst thing yeah. so just talk about when i was a kid I used to, I get so many odd thoughts. I had a, I used to have this scenario in my head that <laughs> that my dad and my nan were having an affair, right. and they weren't. So I was about eight or nine. What, his mum? His mum or your mum's mum? No, no, no. So my, so my mum's mum and my dad, right, okay. and they weren't. They absolutely weren't. But I used yeah. to find it hysterical. Oh, they were. And I still write. <laughs> they were. They were. And I still write. They were. Yeah. And I saw people talk about it in the and village. I was about eight. I was about eight. You won't run each other. You won't run each other. Stories about them having an affair, and they were really graphic. Phil, my dad found them. I went. Fucking berserk! <laughs> yeah, no, no yeah and he said and he, it was just horrible. <laughs> really and I think, weird thing to write. About. That's oh. a really. And you actually thing, wrote it? it down. And I used to be, I used to write them down, and I was sitting in bed in hysterics, oh, just yeah. reading these. Such a weird thing to do. It's like an eight nine. But yeah, but that's what you're like when you're eight. And again, oh, like, yeah, there's yeah, no one yeah. to talk to because you those not those bad things that you know your parents are saying. Oh, you mustn't have those thoughts. You might, you know. I think as things that as times going by, people are a bit better about letting you know kids. Realise that you know when you were kids, you're told masturbating would make you blind and all this sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. So people didn't want to talk about it, and so, and that's the worst time to like get these things you know into people's brains. So like yeah, you know, yeah. that's as a kid, you're thinking all sorts of bizarre, fucking crazy stuff. Yeah, it's amazing, really. Medicine. It's great, you know. So and like, I thought there's no, like you said the internet. Yeah. I never thought the fucking I must be the only person yeah, in the world yeah. that everyone else is completely normal. I'm just yeah. insane. I think you might be the only person did that, but that is <laughs> <laughs> it's quite odd, isn't it? It's quite niche. I'll be truthful. <laughs> I think he's vile. <laughs> <laughs> it's made me feel sick. I'd like to wrap it up now. I need to get out of here. I'm going to be ill. Your own oh. nan and granddad, vile. No, but nan and dad. Yeah, Your nan and dad, it's even worse. <laughs> I'm trying to blot it out. I'm trying to blot it out. It's all. I'm already trying to turn it into a black spot. I don't care who you are. Or, you know, wherever you come from, you're going to get them flash faults that go through your head and you go, oh, how could that even enter my head? And you can walk about with the shame of it, but... You know, a flash fault and crossing that line and doing something. Yeah. You know. Have you, I'm, well, I'm, the reason you think those things is partly to make sure that they don't happen. To eliminate, yeah, yeah. To like test your yourself. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. your brain saying this would happen if you did this. So mm, you're thinking, yeah. you know, you're thinking if this happens, this happens. This I have happens. gone with them a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, I'm sure you have. <laughs> a couple <laughs> of times I have <laughs> gone with them. I have gone. I can't declare it on here, but I have, I have gone with them. And um, it's just really weird because it'll come and you think, no, that's too thing. And then you just think, no, I'm going to do it. I don't care. I'm going to do it. And it hasn't always, you know, hasn't always worked out well. <laughs> but I think we all get, I, I remember something. I've got a friend, she's not with us no more, Maureen. And I, she was very, very astute on the, on the button. And she once said to me, very, you know, very cockney woman. She went to me, um, Rick, she went, you know, we all walk about worrying what everyone thinks about us. She went, no one really gives a monkey. They're true. too wrapped up in themselves. It's true. She <laughs> said, you go off and you start analysing what they thought and what they think. She went, you ask them about it, they don't even know it's happened. Yeah. It's, yeah, so, it's so true. It's all in yeah. your head. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, we don't just well, all go. Well, well that's yeah. what, what, what else is <laughs> there to say? What else is there to say? Richard's got to go shopping anyway. Yeah, so what, what, what are you going to? Is, it a, is it a food shop or a clothes? Supermarket shop. Uh, okay, Waitrose. Yeah, we're going. I'm going to pop to Waitrose. Good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. Yeah, it's nice in there. I might see you down there. I've never been in Waitrose. Have you got? They won't allow me. Have you got the the cart? You can get a free coffee in there. They got. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you do. Oh, you do the coffee. Get free paper as well. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, yeah, you're paying five times as much. For your groceries, as you <laughs> but you get a free newspaper at the end. So yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, do you get sort of like in, uh, breakfast radishes and cargs biscuits? That sort of stuff. <laughs> you know, you I'm, know, I'm, rare, I'm hugely I'm, middle class grub. You know. I'm going to get a loan and I'm going in. <laughs> Doctor Cargs biscuits. Yeah, someone said um, they were on. Uh, where was it? I think it was um, Hackney Common, and they saw the most middle class litter anywhere. There was just loads of lobster shells <laughs> left left on the grass. <laughs> Some San Pellegrino bottles. Yeah, it's just the most middle class litter ever. Um, <laughs> Um, Richard, in the unlikely scenario that there are people listening to this that don't know how, uh, don't know your, where where to find your podcast, right? Yes, uh, where can we find you? Well, I'm on the British Comedy Guide and iTunes. If you go to richherring.com, you can probably find the links on there. I would imagine, yeah. But I'd so, quit like this. It, it seems to be all on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. richherring.com. Yeah. yeah. Well, Richard, listen. Thanks so much for coming in. No, it's and, been uh, good fun. It's lovely no, it's to see great. you. Thank and, uh, you. Yeah, and uh, and. I really appreciate you coming. No, I, 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 I had a feeling you would, though. When I asked you, I looked into your eyes and I thought, you'll come. <laughs> but I said, didn't I? I said, I've come to this or we can have that little ride over Epping Forest. <laughs> that, little, that little chat we've always spoke about. Richard, thank you so much. Thanks, I've been a big fan of yours for years. So it's a pleasure having you My on. My old so mate, Richard Erin, thank you so Thanks, much, Rick. mate. Thanks, cheers. Guys. Okay, cheers. Bye, Good everyone. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.